Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I have to admit, I uh, I truly enjoy it whenever these uh, commie-inspired propaganda spreaders who call themselves uh, talk hosts or news anchors or uh, whatever, like uh, the idiots on CNN, reveal themselves for the El Stupidos that they truly are. And a uh, another uh, vivid example of just how blatantly dumb these people are, uh, they, as the old saying goes, they couldn't pour it to clean it up. They couldn't pour a liquid out of a boot if the directions were printed on a heel. That's how stupid they actually are. Uh, talking about some of the uh, nighttime so-called anchors on uh, CNN. Hello, fellow patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and Thursday alohas to you as we get rolling you're on the penultimate workday of the week, and as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just uh, pick up your phone and use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307, and my email address remains, as always, Bob at 1063WORD.com. So, the specific example that I just referenced. You know that President Trump has described CNN's Don Lemon as the dumbest man on television, which is a fairly low bar to clear to begin with, because <laughs> many of uh, these morons uh, on television, well, they're, they're out there in profusion. Then, of course, there is Chris Cuomo, who has uh, been tagged with the nickname Fredo, a reference to the dumbest of the uh, brothers in The Godfather. Both men proved they deserve their titles during last night's handoff between uh, Lemon and Cuomo, between their shows Primetime and CNN Tonight, when neither man could accur accurately identify an animal on the mental acuity test they were mocking the president for doing well on. Uh, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Can you remember that? Lemon sprung on Cuomo uh, to his great confusion. Lemon noted President Trump had bragged about acing 
the mental acuity test in an interview with Dr. Mark Siegel on Fox, but then naturally, you know, tried to diss it uh, by suggesting uh, the president was lying. Uh, there's some question about when this test was given and who gave it to him. No, there's not. The White House physician gave it to him. And by the way, he wasn't the White House physician, a uh, physician handpicked by Donald Trump. He'd been the White House physician at least since W. He was there under Bush. He was there under Obama. Uh, recently left to run for Congress. He just won a primary in Texas. So, you know, there's the women lying again. Cuomo then quipped that the test looks like something for middle school. In which case, Cuomo would not have made it to high school. Women stumbled through suggesting Trump took the test because uh, many, many of those propagandists in the media uh, had talked about his mental decline. His mental decline. When Dementia Joe is on display every day from his basement for everybody to see. Uh, a few moments after uh, Cuomo admitted to having been stuck in a mental fog as of late, in which he forgets words, he's previously attributed this to his battle with coronavirus, he asked a simple question about another part of the testing sheet. What were the animal shapes? From there, their lack of mental acuity was uh, on display as women at first misidentified one of the three animals shown in the test. A, they are a lion, a rhinoceros, and a camel. Cuomo, what were the animal shapes? Women. Well, it's a lion, a hippo, and a camel. Cuomo. Isn't that a rhino in the middle? Women. A rhino or a hippo? Cuomo. You don't even know a hippo from a rhino? Women. A rhino. Sorry. Cuomo. You got no acuity, son. I'm looking at it backwards, women proclaimed. Cuomo himself needed to go to a zoo. He said, I, I got to take you to the zoo. Cuomo himself needed to go to the zoo because he started calling the rhino an elephant. Cuomo, you don't know a rhino from an elephant? Women, sorry, I'm looking at it backwards. Cuomo, I got to take you to the zoo. Women, yeah, there you go. Memory, face, velvet, church, daisy, red. Cuomo, what does it mean if you don't know an elephant from a rhino? women. An elephant? Cuomo, what did you say? A hippo? You thought the rhino was a hippo? In an attempt to bolster his argument that he had been looking at it backwards, women turned the testing sheet around to the blank side and held it up to the camera. You can't really see that, he said, sounding all defeated, as an awkward silence concluded the segment. Holy cow. And, and these guys are making, I don't know, what, millions of dollars? Close to it, if not that. Being on uh, television every night. Speaking of dummies, Democrat Representative Bobby Rush 
another guy that has no business being in Congress, compared federal agents to the KKK yesterday and said President Trump is trying to start a race war in the U.S. Well, trying to start a race war in the U.S. is something with which Bobby Rush would be intimately familiar. Quote, Trump wants to instigate a race war. He wants to have black folk fighting white folk so that he can rise up and say, I'm the real grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, and I'm the president. Re-elect me. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to play to their fears, to their racial animus that exists among certain white people, and he will do everything and anything to do that because he wants to be re-elected at all costs. Rush said, we don't need federal agents, we need federal aid. Send some money to create jobs. That will do more to curtail outrage and violence in Chicago than any federal troops or federal agents could possibly do. Mm -hmm. So he is describing the President of the United States as the real grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. I think he has President Trump confused with former Democrat Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia, who actually was a grand wizard in the West Virginia chapter of the KKK, and about whom the uh, Democrats' presidential nominee, creepy Uncle Joe the demented hair sniffer, Biden, uh, spoke glowingly when he passed away, as did Hillary. This guy was a hero of the left, a hero of the Democrats, and a former grand wizard of the KKK in West Virginia. Now, the name Bobby Rush is vaguely familiar to you. The last time we were having one of these go-arounds, late 60s, early 70s, Bobby Rush was right in there in the middle of it, along with Bill Ayers, and the Weathermen, later known as the Weather Underground, the uh, SDS, the Students for a Non-Democratic Society, Bobby Rush was the founder of the Black Panther Party in Illinois. Not BLM, the Black Panther Party. The ones that like uh, their brethren uh, in SDS and... Uh, weather underground, uh, we're, we're out there fomenting violence at every turn. So, you know, when, when it comes to uh, inciting a race war, uh, there's something that uh, Bobby Rush uh, has some more than a passing familiarity with. 16 after 3 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more. We're just getting rolling here on Thursday on WORD.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Another scorcher. A hot Thursday afternoon here in the upstate in the Bobby Mack Show. 22 after 3 o'clock as uh, we get rolling here in hour number one. And from our it-couldn't-happen-to-a-nicer-guy department, this headline from uh, Zero Hedge, Portland mayor tear-gassed by federal agents during Wednesday protest. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, these libs, you know, they, they want to get real, and then, well, things get real. Like the uh, liberal white male mayor of Minneapolis learned when he had the temerity to stand up and tell a crowd of angry protesters that he wouldn't support disbanding the Minneapolis Police Department, Portland's mayor, Ted Wheeler Dealer, has struggled to connect with the throngs of angry, young, and mostly white crowds of impressionable college students and disgruntled postgrads who have flooded the area outside a federal courthouse in downtown Portland for nearly two months straight. This in uh, the face of, of course, uh, COVID-1984, to heck with that. Many of these demonstrators probably aren't even from Portland. Of course not. You know, they bust these people all over the country and they bring in uh, hardcore organizers who uh, command the troops where to go, what to do. It's clear that their animosity toward Mayor Ted, who also serves as police commissioner, stems not from any personal failing on his part, but rather due to his role in the system. And we also can't uh, discount the fact that uh, he's a white guy. But that has not dissuaded uh, Mayor Ted from trying to pander to them anyway, guided perhaps by his misguided political strategists who feel that the hardcore protesters truly have the public sympathy. Uh-huh. Over the past 10 days, as federal agents have moved to defend the federal courthouse from vandals, uh, and enforce laws after Wheeler pulled out the local cops, 
Wheeler has sided with the rabble over the government he was elected to represent, denouncing the federal stormtroopers, his word, who have been abducting, his word, residents of his city. Now, this has done nothing to quell the unrest, of course. Many of the people out there on the barricades night after night after night are clearly being supported by somebody. Don't want to mention any names, but the initials are George Soros. Even if that somebody may also be the absentee father who nevertheless left them a government trust fund. So uh, last night, Wheeler took his uh, revolutionary kafabble to the next level and wandered down to the courthouse where he stood up and took his tear gassing, an act that was filmed by eager journalists, but not before holding an hours-long listening session with the aggrieved peaceful protesters. They're peaceful, don't you know? The footage of Wheeler's tear gassing and his reaction have gone viral overnight. Amusingly, one protester brought a sign urging the mayor to uh, take his fair share of abuse, as uh, Mick Jagger might have said, uh, take his dose of tear gas. The simple placard bore a terse message, Tear Gas Ted! <laughs> okay, <laughs> your wish is my command. When Wheeler tried to address the crowd, he was enthusiastically booed. According to the disassociated press, Mayor Ted Wheeler, a Democrat, said it was the first time he'd been tear-gassed and appeared slightly dazed and coughing as he put on a pair of goggles someone handed him and drank water. He didn't leave his spot at the front, however, and continued to take gas. That uh, may not be very well phrased sentence around Wheeler the protest raged with demonstrators lighting a large fire in the space between the fence and the Mark Hatfield Federal Courthouse and the pop 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 of federal agents deploying tear gas and stun grenades into the crowd it wasn't immediate, immediately clear if the federal agents knew Wheeler was in the crowd when they used the tear gas What's the over and under on the bet on that one? Huh? Yeah, whatever it is, I'm, I'm taking the over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Knew he was there. Are you kidding? They're probably aiming for it. Earlier in the night, Wheeler was mostly jeered as he tried to rally demonstrators who have clashed nightly with federal agents, but was briefly applauded when he shouted, Black Lives Matter, and pumped his fist in the air white guy doing this. Huh? The mayor has opposed federal agents presence in Oregon's largest city, but he has faced harsh criticism from many sides and his presence wasn't welcomed by many who yelled and swore at him. I want to thank the thousands of you who've come out to oppose the Trump administration's occupation of this city. It's the Trump administration that's occupied Portland according to this idiot mayor. Gah! How you fix for self-awareness, Mayor? After listening to Wheeler uh, throw him under the bus for political gain, uh, we imagine the federal agents doing the gassing were only too happy to comply. Once the gas hit, the crowd of protesters, eager to put the mayor in his place, started jeering once more, Eat that S-word! Eat that S-word! 
One deranged protester shouted at the mayor, who was starting to look ill, something that was noticeable even with the face mask. Meanwhile, what were Wheeler's peaceful protesters up to? Eh, same thing they do every night, try to burn down the courthouse. Uh, Andy No, who follows BLM and Antifa, tweeting out, Rioters have set fire to the Portland Federal Courthouse. Watching Wheeler gasp for breath, uh, we couldn't help but think that the mayor could probably learn a valuable political lesson from a classic Chappelle show sketch, when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, that he, uh, he got his fair share of abuse. But they, they think they can placate these uh, Marxist-inspired anarchists? And uh, this is not the only place uh, where they're, they're getting blowback, not only from the protesters who think uh, these mayors are a bunch of phonies and won't give them what they want, but uh, also from, uh, what do you know, taxpaying citizens who are sick and tired of this. That and more is uh, on the way. 3.30 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Little Annie is ready with the news. I'm right back on the other side here on Thursday on WORD. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-huh. Welcome back. 3.38 now, 22 before 4, this steamy Thursday afternoon edition of the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, get to the phones, beginning with uh, Jimmy, who is in Easley. Hello, Jimmy. How is uh, your hot Thursday going? I'm out here trying to upholst your account. What is up with your phone? Jimmy, what is up with your phone? You sound like uh, you're talking through a sponge. Well, let me go to the off the phone. Yeah, no, I can fix it. So, <laughs> now I fixed it. You you fixed it? No, I can barely hear you now. You should hear me better now, for sure. Oh yeah, okay. Well, you're a little closer to the phone. That helps. Oh yeah. Um. 
I've been trying to – I've watched Quest the other week. Now, I grew up in the South in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to keep up clean. And you, you know a lot of the things. And I was watching Quest. You, you still probably don't know what Quest is. It's, it's a channel on a digital thing. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's – it's one of the Channel 16's upper channels. Yeah. Um, don't go if the Black Lives Matter don't have a lot in common. And I, and you know something I actually seen on on TV and them marchers was in um, up in Seattle. Yeah. Some of them guys had Nazi symbols on them. Sure. Well, you know, well, uh, Q Club Klan, that Nazi symbol was on a lot of stuff with Q Club Klan. You know, they're very little different. I mean, one's black, one's white. Well, I can get that. But, you know, that ain't nothing but a modern-day Q Club Klan, ain't it? Well, and, you know, this whole I mean, business uh, this whole business of the Klan, uh, all the way back uh, to probably from the late 60s forward, uh, they've, they've been nothing but a speck on the horizon. There is no big, powerful uh, Ku Klux Klan organization uh, that I've been aware mm-hmm. of or heard anything about uh, since, uh, I-, I guess, at the latest, uh, the early 1960s. You know, most of these people were rounded up by the feds, and these uh, groups were broken up anyway. So, these, you know, to, to accuse uh, uh, white Americans of being influenced by the Ku Klux Klan is nonsense. Well, what my idea is... I've noticed they they mob people when they when they out oh, sure. from twenty to thirty to one. Sure, because they're cowards. Q Club Klan, they they mob people, and as long as they had the upper hand, they beat you to death. And that's about what their uh, Black Lives Matters does. And, you know, and, and I don't know if people understand that. There's a lot of black people don't agree with that. They don't agree with it at all. Oh, they sure. have bad ideas of it too. Right. Yeah. I, I I would agree, you know, but, but the media doesn't want you to believe that. They they want you to believe that the Ku Klux Klan is some all-powerful, uh, white supremacist, uh, right-wing racist organization, and, and it was, but uh, the Ku Klux Klan has minuscule membership and, and minimal power. But, you know, that, that doesn't play into the message that they want to send. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate the call. 342 now. Uh, let's go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Welcome. Oh, Scott is gone. All right. Uh, Marcus. Uh, oh, he is? Okay. Uh, Marcus uh, is in Taylor's. Hey, Marcus, welcome to the show. Hi, Bob. To your last caller there, I couldn't more agree as a black man. I called call to tell you about an experience I just had with a white Black Lives Matter supporter, which I know is going to surprise you that those exist, but it, I was, I was basically told that, well, his explanation was, I'm looking to strive for equality for black people in all parts of society. I said, okay, that, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's a and lot so of goal. Sure. Yeah. I said, sure. That's great. So he dug into my Facebook profile and sent myself a picture of me and what I normally dress to go to work a shirt and tie. And he said, well, no wonder you don't have problems with, with the cops is because, you know, you dress like your wife. I, I was, I sent him a picture back of Obama and said, what do you think about this guy? Does he dress like his wife? I said, what about him? Yeah. 
about, how about this guy? This he, he, yeah, how about this guy who went to an Ivy League college? Right. It's, it's, you might find it surprising, but he skipped over that. He, he wanted to go, oh. on and go over to the next Oh, team. yeah. Yeah, let's he just skip over that. Right. He, he said, uh, I see that you, that you know, on Facebook, people have pictures of their houses and whatnot. And so yeah. when I bought my house, I put a picture of it on Facebook. And he said, I see that you live in a nice white neighborhood in the cul-de-sac. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> what is your definition of what black people should dress like? I said, I want you to take time and answer that for me. Right. What do you think as a white person I should be dressed like as a black person? And then tell me where I should be living also according mm-hmm. to my race. I said, because according to you, I should be fighting for equality. And it looks like, in my opinion, I've reached the equality that you think I should strive for and that you're trying to, <laughs> strive, trying to strive for as black people. I've uh, reached it. And now you're telling me I'm not black because I've been there. Right. Right. Well, okay. you're, 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 not, you're, you're not black enough, I guess, Marcus. I was black when I explained where I came from, and, and when my mother was uh, when I growing up, and we lived on the south side of Spartanburg, and how uh, you know she was on welfare, and then in order to enlighten my future, my mother to college and moved us into a nice neighborhood, and then I mm-hmm. went to college. I went into the military, you know, and now I have created for myself and my family a nice living. But according to him, I have to still be retroactively back where my mother started in order to be black now right in order to move forward as a black person and you to know, this second i'm still trying to wrap my head around him yeah and and uh, and and i understand that and uh that's why i love to quote a uh, pretty uh, bright guy dr thomas Sowell, who said it's usually futile to try and talk facts and analysis to people who are enjoying a sense of moral superiority in their ignorance. And and, and I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it, it gets to the point to somebody who is so woke and racist to anything, but it's prevalent in this situation when a young, white, woke millennial right. comes to me as a black man, which <laughs> yeah. it may surprise him. That I've lived my entire life as a black man and comes to me all of a sudden and tells me that I'm not doing it correctly and he knows better because he's white. And I, I stuck my hand up and said, I would call that white privilege, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. Tell, tell, telling me something like Talk, but, talk, you know, was, it, it, it just, the, the, yeah, the, the whole business, Marcus, just reeks of elitist arrogance. But th- this all comes from this uh, monomaniacal focus on race uh, that the, the look they have a list of these values or behaviors and you are subjected to some of these in in what you're saying that are allegedly tied only to whiteness okay mm-hmm. guess what's on the list self-reliance you can check that box off the nuclear mm-hmm. family objectional uh, uh, rational linear thinking Hard work as the key to success, you check that box. Planning for the future, protecting property and entitlements, being action-oriented, and also on the list, being polite. All of these are, are on BLM's list of things that are representative of, uh, of whiteness. According to them, I always just kind of thought they were values to strive for but hey call me crazy 
my wife would only disagree with you on one thing. She would say, I don't have rational thought. That's the only <laughs> thing she would disagree with. Well, and, and, I, and I perfectly understand uh, what's, what's behind that. Uh, great call, Marcus, and thanks for sharing your story. And uh, uh, believe me, uh, we, we understand these, these people are, uh, they're, they're, they've sailed off the map. That's all I can say. They've just sailed completely off the map. Absolutely. Have a good day, Bob. You too, sir. 347, 13B44 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Be right back. Welcome back. 352 now, 8 before 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. In on the text line, talk show, yeah, right, more like a mumble show. A real host would not take mumble calls, make them spit out their chaw from Neil's Galaxy S5. Thank you, Neil. We already have a program director, thank you. But uh, should the position open up, we'll be sure to let you know. Hi, Bobby. Bravo to Marcus. I would also add that the guy he was talking to sounded like a racist and saying where Marcus should live and what he should dress like as a black man. Uh, Bobby, BLM is a new KKK. It's the military arm of the Democrat Party, no matter what name they're using this time. <clears throat> yeah, KKK was, of course, you know, intertwined uh, with the uh, Democrat Party. Uh, Bobby just bought the book 1984 by George Orwell. Super excited to crack this one open, especially since it's ranked number six on Amazon for books. I'm surprised Amazon still has it on there. Um, for anybody who has never read 1984 or Orwell's other uh, great book, Animal Farm, uh, it is necessary reading in this day and age. Uh, Bobby, is the text line working? Yes, because I just read yours. Uh, Bobby, a former co-worker's grandson had an appointment to get tested for the Kung Flu and overslept, didn't go. Guess what? Notified, he tested positive. About uh, Mayor Ted in Portland, these commiecrats are enabling their own demise by trying to curry favor with these far-left lunatics, these anarchists are trying to destroy the system. These Democrat hacks thrive in to rebuild it into a communist regime. Speaking of uh, taking a knee to the left, MLB has certainly done that. Uh, season opener is tonight. Yawn. Washington Nationals will host the New York Yankees. Dr. Fauci. Is going to throw out the first pitch, the ceremonial first pitch. Wonder if he can get the ball to the front of the mound. We'll see. So, uh, given MLB's wrapping their arms around BLM, like many of these Fortune 500 companies, uh, the uh, Bobby Mack semi-professional players uh, put together a little musical tribute to the season opener. Here you go. 
I don't give a crap about baseball, a slow game played with no crowd. I'd rather watch paint dry or chickens cluck. Anything besides baseball, cause it sucks. I won't root, root, root for the home team. I don't even know its name, for it's one, two, three strikes. Who cares, cause baseball is lame. There you go. Lots of luck. Baseball, lots of luck, NFL, lots of luck, NBA. We even going to see college football in some shape, fashion, shape, or form? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Texter says, uh, oh, that's unpatriotic, Bobby. I can live with that. <laughs> um. Bobby, I've been tear-gassed enough times to know the effects don't last once you're in clear air. Uh, Mayor Wheeler is a little soy boy crybaby. Uh, Bobby, I personally am glad Mayor Wheeler was tear-gassed. Well-deserved. I would uh, concur. Hour number two of the Bobby Mack Show is on the way. See you back on the other side here on Thursday on WORD. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.